الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما ابرئ نفسي ان النفس لاماره بالسوء الا ما رحم ربي ان ربي غفور رحيم صدق الله العظيم most respected one of my gram brothers and elders on occasion sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an he came to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he requested something the sahaba ikram on many many occasions will find in the hadith that they came and requested something but what did they request now here we are talking about the greatest person to walk on earth after the anbiya ali musallatu wassalam there is no person can reach the rank of sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an from the entire ummah and the sahaba ikram also all acknowledged his position and his maqam even in the time of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam so the personality who whose name was taken first in that hadith which is known where the 10 sahaba were named the ashara mubashshara while they walked on the face of this earth they were given the glad tidings of jannah the first person whose name was taken abu bakr fil jannah that he is already endorsed and several ayat refer to him so this personality who has this endorsement who is already given so to say his ticket to jannat but he is still concerned and that concern brings him to come and ask for something ask for what so he comes to nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam and says to him murni bi shay'in aquluhu idha asbahtu wa idha amsaytu tell me something that i can recite in the morning in the evening obviously something recite what something to recite which will connect me with allah taala something that will gain for me the protection of allah taala something that will draw down the mercy of allah upon me now despite having been endorsed already despite being the best of the ummah the greatest person to walk on earth after the anbiya ali musallatu wasalam but he is not content i am done i got nothing to worry about if i do some things and miss some things what difference it makes this is the difference between a person who is an arif who has recognized allah taala and somebody who's devoid of this marifat person who has gained the marifat of allah taala to the extent that he has gained that marifat to that extent he engrosses himself even more in the obedience of allah taala in the remembrance of allah taala 
he doesn't ever feel that he is now over. And in ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala, who can ever come anywhere close, can try and just fill up the gaps and make some space for people in the back, inshallah. Just make a little bit of harakat, inshallah, it will create some space. The ma'rifat of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, anyone and everyone put together, the entire makhluk put together, cannot reach an iota of the ma'rifat that Nabi Kareem Wasallam was blessed with. And despite that, he would exclaim, Ma arafnaka haqqa ma'rifatik. Ya Allah, we have not gained your ma'rifat to the, in the manner that it deserves to be taken. We have not managed to gain your ma'rifat in the way that we should have done it. Whereas his ma'rifat was at the peak of things. But he still expressed himself in this way. So to the extent that of, of that ma'rifat, that then drove him that he would stand in salah and in nafil salah for such lengthy rakats that his Mubarak feet would swell. And a person's feet are not going to swell after 10 minutes or 20 minutes or even half an hour. Very lengthy rakat, standing motionless, for hours on end. And as a result, this used to become the... The result of it used to be that his Mubarak feet would start swelling. And this was not an odd occasion, some once-off situation. This was a common thing. On Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the level of his ma'rifat and his being given all the accolades and titles from Allah Tabaraka wa Taala, saw jannat, saw the realities, masum and sinless. But despite that, he is undertaking this. Aisha Siddiqa radiyallahu taala anha on one occasion asked him as well, "Atatakallafu hada, waqad ghafar Allahu laka ma taqaddam min zambika wa ma taakhir." You are undertaking so much of difficulty upon yourself, exerting yourself so much, whereas Allah has forgiven you entirely, you are masoom and sinless. So the answer was the answer of ma'rifat. We feel we did a little bit, then we are more than done. But the answer that Nabi Kareem gave was the answer that stemmed from ma'rifat of a very high level. And that ma'rifat answer was, Afala akuna abdan shakura. What you are saying is definitely the case, but does that not mean that I should become a very grateful servant of my Rabb? And this is the expression of my gratitude. This is the expression of my gratitude that now I will make even more ibadat. So this is the ma'rifat of Allah wa ta'ala when a person recognizes that Allah is my Rabb, Allah is my sustainer, Allah is my nourisher, I survive every fraction of a second purely on the grace of Allah Ta'ala and the countless bounties and na'mas of Allah Ta'ala which I enjoy every moment so I should submit myself entirely to my creator and sustainer that ma'rifat then drives him towards submission so the ma'rifat will now make a person become more eager to get closer to Allah Ta'ala when a person is devoid of that ma'rifat then if he does even some fraction of what is compulsory upon him. He is now waiting for some very, some sound from the heavens to say that you are one of the people. But the issue is that this is all stemming out of a lack of this marifat. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu we are talking about that the best of the ummah 
and despite being endorsed his jannah ticket to jannah is already so to say booked for him but he is still concerned and he is asking Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that tell me something that I can recite morning and evening now these recitations many of these things for us are they well, well and good if there is a problem now we will resort to it but we don't worship Allah Ta'ala only to get rid of problems yes we should turn to Allah Ta'ala for everything turn to Allah Ta'ala first and foremost to get past any problem as well any difficulty any hardship the first call is that call which is never engaged the first call is to make that call wherever where the line is never engaged and it is never not answered that is the call to Allah Ta'ala but often that comes last in our list of tasks first we'll talk to somebody we'll talk to this person and that person or do this and that and then when we find after all the circles we're going in then somewhere down the line we'll remember that he should now make some Salatul Haja also maybe give some Sadaqah and make some Dua whereas the first part of call is none but Allah Ta'ala Allah alone is the one who will resolve that problem Allah Ta'ala is the one who will put it in the heart of someone if he wishes Allah will make some other arrangements as he wills but Allah alone is the one who does it so in any case this is the issue that to turn to Allah Ta'ala so these recitations are not just merely we resort to it and resort to the worship of Allah Ta'ala and remembering Allah Ta'ala only to get past problems our ibadat of Allah Ta'ala should be driven by love out of the love and muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala we wish to remember him repeatedly every moment every other every occasion excessive remembrance as Allah himself has commanded in the Quran Sharif remember Allah Ta'ala excessively that excessive remembrance that should be driven by the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala when a person is in love now he forgets everybody else and Allah forbid sometimes that haram love comes in the way too then for that haram love he is prepared to forego everything he is even prepared to lose his whole family lose his wife and children lose his parents, lose everyone until finally he gets lost and then when he is now caused the damage to himself also now he realizes that I caused so much of harm to everyone and myself but it's too late now but that becomes, that's the power of this muhabbat either it's going to be channeled correctly or it is going to go in the wrong direction so this muhabbat has to be channeled in the direction of gaining the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and when that muhabbat comes in that will drive a person to do what is going to bring him closer to Allah Ta'ala that muhabbat won't allow him to remain in bed at the time of Fajr that muhabbat won't keep him behind counters at the time of Zuhr rather it will be a struggle to come back because his heart will be in the masjid there is a well known incident about one person was in the employ of someone he was a slave but he was a pious person and one day he was traveling with his master somewhere and on the way it was time for Zuhr Salah so there was a masjid on the way so he said to his master please 
I need to perform my salah now. So he said, okay, quickly, but the master waited outside. So in any case, he went in, performed his salah. Now he got engrossed in some zikr, etc. So he was taking a bit of a while. So the master got irritated. So he came to the door of the masjid and he is now shouting, what's wrong, what's taking you so long? So now sometimes something just overcomes a person. Maybe he didn't intend to say it in that way, but something overcomes a person. So he said, no, he's not letting me come out. So he said, who is not letting you come out? So he said, he who didn't allow you to come in. That tawfiq which Allah Ta'ala gives, it comes only from Allah Ta'ala. But the tawfiq comes, Yahdi ilayhi mayyuneeb. Allah Ta'ala has placed the system. Yahdi ilayhi mayyuneeb. Allah Ta'ala grants a tawfiq to the one who has that inclination for it, who's yearning for it, who's asking for it, who wants it, making an effort for it, making some dua for it. So Allah Ta'ala shows that tawfiq to the person who yearns for it, who's inclined and wants it. So in any case, coming back to the discussion, the hadith sharif that we are talking about, so Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala he asks Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa for this recitation, that tell me something to recite morning and evening, this was this love, that I want to be in the constant zikr and remembrance of my Rabb, so something special for the morning, for the evening, other times of the day, this is all part of the zikr of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So in any case, when he asked for this, so Nabi Kareem gave him something to recite. So there are so many different azkar, wazaif that have been recorded in the ahadith. And among them is this as well, that on this occasion Nabi Kareem said to him, that you recite this. What he asked him to recite, morning and evening, he said, قُلِ اللَّهُمَّ فَاطِرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Alim al shahada. Now one, on the one side, these askar, these wadaif, etc. that are narrated in the hadith, on the one, one aspect in it is the tremendous barakat and blessings that are in it, filled with blessings. We are often looking for something here and there, provided something is within the limits of deen, it's in order. On a level of treatment, ilaj, we're looking for something in some taweez, we're looking for something in so many other things, provided something doesn't cross the line of shariat and deen, then within its limits it's okay, but nothing can compare to that which has come from Rasulullah What he himself has given, what can come close to it? But the barakat and blessings of that we don't take, we are very eager for other things, this is the starting point, this must never be left out. So all the morning du'as, evening du'as, and obviously this goes without saying, that without compromising deen in itself, that the faraiz, wajibat are being fulfilled, sins are being refrained from, Allah forbid something goes wrong, we're making sincere tawbah. Together with that, there's nothing that can compare to what Nabi Karim himself has given. The barakat in it, the hifazat and protection that comes through it, this is what we have to resort to first and foremost. And never leave it. So, any case in this, on this occasion, Nabi Sallallahu said to him, "Recite Kulillahumma Samawati wal Alim al Shahada." Now, on the one side, as mentioned, that all the barakat, the blessings, the rahmat of Allah that comes with it, 
But at the same time, all this gives us very deep lessons. Very, very deep lessons which we have to take. Now what are the lessons in here? Already we are being told, first thing in the morning, in the evening, keep reminding yourself. Allah Ta'ala, who is the creator of the heavens and earth, Fatir al-Samawati wal-Ard, Alim al-Ghaybi wal-Shahada. Who is Allah Ta'ala? He is the one who knows everything. What is in the unseen and what is visible and in the observable world, everything Allah Ta'ala knows. There is nothing that is hidden from Him. Now one used to just recite something, but to recite it consciously and take that message, that my Allah is aware of everything. He is aware of what I am saying, what I am doing, where am I going, how am I conducting myself. What's the time now that I am waking up? Is it the time for Salah? It's after Salah time. May Allah knows about it. May Allah knows now what I am planning for the day. What's cooking in my heart? What I'm just looking at on my phone? What's all the things that now, everything that, every step of mine, Allah is aware. He knows the deception of the eye. He knows what the heart conceals. Everything Allah is aware. I can't hide anything from Him. Many a times, first thing in the morning, the person is planning how to cover his tracks. First thing in the morning is planning how to cover his tracks. Double checking his passwords and what not. But can we hide anything from Allah Ta'ala? So first thing in the morning we are being told, remind yourself, Allah Ta'ala is alim al-ghaybi wa shahada. Allah Ta'ala is the one who knows everything, what's hidden, what's concealed, and what's not concealed, everything is in the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala. So now when a person is conscious of this, now he inshallah will conduct himself in a correct manner. Let alone an adult, if a person is suddenly in the presence of some child, then if he has little bit of shame in him also, just a little bit of shame also, then he will not be able to commit so many different things in front of that child. So many things that he might be tempted to commit. But now this child is here now, get rid of this child out of this place first. That consciousness about this child now, the child is still three years old, four years old, but that much of, little bit of shame is gone. If a person has lost every bit of shame, then in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, If you've lost your shame, then nothing's going to stop you from anything. When shame has been lost, then a person doesn't bother how he speaks, what kind of vulgarity he's uttering where, in the middle of which place, doesn't matter. How he's doing somebody down and blatantly boasting about it on top of that, doesn't matter. Why? Because there's no shame. How a person dresses, how shamelessly, and that it is far away from the way of deen and from the haya that deen has taught. But if shame itself has been lost, then what does it matter? person doesn't think anything. There's no inhibitions anymore. There's no restrictions. There's no barriers. Because shame has been lost. إِذَا فَاتَكَ الْحَيَاءَ فَفْعَلْ مَا شِئْتَ This is something that Nabi Kareem has spelled out. When you've lost your haya, you'll do what you want. Nobody will be able to stop the person from doing anything because he's lost his shame. 
And on top of that, he will still be very, very bold about it. That I'll do what I want to do. Nobody is there to stop me. Why? Because shame has been lost. And this is a very inherent quality of Iman. When shame is lost and haya is gone, then Iman itself is in danger. So in any case, if a person has little bit of shame also, he can't sin in front of a child. Various sins, a person won't have that audacity to do it even if in front of a child. Because he's conscious this child is here. If he's developed the consciousness of the child, he has that much of shame, then he won't be able to sin in front of that child. And if he's developed the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, and knowing that Allah Ta'ala is the creator and sustainer of the universe, Allah is my creator, Allah knows everything. Will he be so bold to just blatantly sin all the time, persist in sin? As insan, he can slip up somewhere, therefore Allah Ta'ala has opened the door of Tawbah. But planning and plotting and persisting in sin, that won't happen from him. So this is that consciousness that is being developed, that become conscious of Allah Ta'ala. This consciousness unfortunately is lost mashallah, in our lives. If we look deeply, here and there we are conscious and by and large we lose this consciousness that my Allah is watching, Allah is aware. Allah Ta'ala knows everything that I am saying. Everything that I am saying is being recorded. مَا يَلْفِضُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ Now, because that consciousness is lost, so a person just has one line to just cover up for everything, and I just lost it. The consciousness is lost. That's what we lost first. Not that I just lost it just to make an excuse. I lost it so if I said anything that was not in order, it's excusable now because I just lost it. Oh, I lost it so I did something which was not in order, it's excusable because I lost it. The problem is we lost the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. We lost the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala so we lost control of our tongue. We lost the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala so we lost control of our actions. We lost control of our eyes. Now the person is just going on looking at filth and it doesn't bother him. Who's seeing his own wife is right there. If you dare talk anything I'll divorce you. Because the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala is lost. So this is what is being created. And this is what the month of Ramadan is creating in us. What the fast is creating. Person is in his own home, nobody's there. He's alone, he's hungry or he's thirsty. But he doesn't touch that food, doesn't touch that drink because Allah is watching. It's time of the fast. He's not allowed to drink this halal water, this halal food. Allah is watching. He's creating the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is what we are supposed to develop in this Mubarak month of Ramadan and take along with us after Ramadan as well. So during this month of Ramadan, what is the training given to us is not to be left behind, but to be taken along with us, that we continue that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, that my Allah is watching, my Allah is aware, He knows what's going through my heart and mind, what I'm thinking about, what I'm planning, what I'm plotting. So this is the message that is being given, Alim al-Ghaybi was shahada Rabba kulli shay'in wa malikahu That my Allah is who? He is the Rabb and the nourisher and sustainer of everything. He is the owner of everything. Everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala. And Allah alone is the owner of everything. I have no right to use it how I wish. I will have to use it how Allah has permitted it. Somebody will lend him some item 
that item is now meant to be used for something, but he's using it for something totally different. Person gave lent somebody one dish, nice fancy dish or something. So it was meant to because he thought he's going to use it for some food. Then he comes around and he sees he's using it for some maybe his child is being potty trained. So now they're using that dish for that. What offense he will take? What offense he will take to that? That what was this, the purpose of this, and what is this person using it for? Now that example sounds, whatever it sounds like, but let us now reflect upon ourselves. What Allah Ta'ala gave us our eyes for? And what it sees? Deliberately what is watching? Worse filth than what that potty training will leave in that dish. But blatantly the person goes on with it and doesn't stop to think but this is Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat and it belongs to Allah Ta'ala and Allah is going to ask me about it on the day of Qiyamah how did you use this eye? this tongue Allah Ta'ala's gift, Allah's bounty Allah's blessing and it belongs to Allah Ta'ala as well Allah Ta'ala has given commands of how this tongue is to be used what am I uttering with this tongue? what am I holding with these hands? which direction my feet are walking? All this a person will be questioned about on the day of Qiyamah. Everything will speak and testify. The very skin of a person will speak. And he will be totally shocked. And he will protest. They will say to their skins, why did you testify against me? I was doing everything for your pleasure. To give you that enjoyment and pleasure. Now you testifying against me. That skin will reply and say, Allah made us speak, that Allah who made everything speak today. The very limbs of a person will testify against him. So now to create that consciousness, and that consciousness is lost, everything will get lost. This is what the month of Ramadan is all about. This recitation is also creating consciousness. Allah is the owner of everything. Allah is the rub of everything. Ashhadu Allah ilaha illa ant. So therefore, Ya Allah, I testify that there is none worthy of worship but you. And then now again coming back to where we started off, that this was something that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu asked for something. And Nabi Kareem Salaam, he is giving this to him, he is the first recipient. And this first recipient is who? The greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation after the Anbiya Nobody in the entire Ummah put together, all the whole Ummah put together can come close to his rank. He is asking and he is being told, you recite this. So after all this, the next part that is said to him, this is the lesson that we need to take. He thereafter says, Nabi Salaam says to him, reciting in this recitation, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min sharri nafsi wa min sharri shaytani wa shirki Ya Allah I seek protection in you from the evil of my nafs Subhanallah who is being taught this dua who is the first recipient the ummah got it via him but who is the first person who asked for this and who is being given this that person whose ticket to Jannah was given to him in his, on, while he walked on the face of this earth. And he is being told, you make this dua. إِذَا أَصْبَحْتَ وَإِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ وَإِذَا أَخَذْتَ مَضْجَعَكَ 
in the morning, in the evening, when you go to bed, at that time again recite it. To make yourself conscious that now I'm gone to bed, or it's time for me to go to bed, everything is dark, I seem to be now out of the sight of everybody, I am alone, so I can do what I want, I can get... No, 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 remember Allah is watching. Alim al-ghaybi wa shahada. Allah is aware of everything. Allah is aware of what you've got, what you want to do, how you're conducting yourself, what's going on in the darkness of the night. The creator of the darkness is watching. So, now, this dua Nabi Salaam taught him, says recited at all these times, and he's teaching him this dua. So what is this meant to tell us? That this dua was going to reach the ummah. That if I am telling Siddiq Akbar, that you also seek protection from the evil of nafs, despite being such a good and great personality, and despite being a person whose jannat is already endorsed, so how much more this will apply to those who will come later in time? That's the lesson for us. That Nabi Islam is addressing Siddiq Akbar the lesson is for us. That to seek protection from the evil of this nafs. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min sharri nafsi. Wa min sharri shaitani wa shirkihi. Allah, I seek your protection from the evil of shaitan and his shirk. In this also is a very significant point. That even the, in this dua also, the evil of the nafs has been mentioned even before shaitan. Because it is this nafs that makes shaitan shaitan. So now this is the message that we have this nafs with us all the time. And this is the test of life. And Allah has mentioned this nafs in the Quran Sharif at three places, many places in fact, but in three specific ayat. In one ayat Allah describes this nafs as nafs ammara. The ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited at the beginning which is in Surah Yusuf, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا أُبَرِّئُ نَفْسِي إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءُ إِلَّا مَا رَحِيمَ رَبِّي Yusuf Ali Salatu Wasalam, after having been cleared, that he was faultless, he was falsely accused, there was no wrongdoing from his side at all. After everything is cleared, he still declares وَمَا أُبَرْزِئُ نَفْسِي I needed to clear this up but I still don't claim that my nafs is completely free of anything despite the fact that his nafs was free of everything the Anbiya والسلام, are ma'asum and sinless but then he mentions the nature of this nafs he says I am not claiming any kind of baraat and being completely absolved of anything whereas he was absolved he saying I am not claiming but he was absolved. He was free of any wrongdoing, ba'asum and sinless. But then he mentioned the nature of this nafs. Inna nafsa la ammaratum bisu. That the very nature of this nafs is that it excessively incites towards evil, incites towards sin. Look at this wrong, speak that evil, listen to this haram, make this illicit contact, go to this haram place and all kinds of evil advice and will incite some kind of problem to try and make a person fight with somebody, to quarrel with someone, to argue with somebody, to get into some vulgarity, some obscenity. 
This is the ongoing effort of this nafsul ammara. This is the first level of this nafs. This is its very nature. Now if a personality like Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq is also being taught this dua, that make this dua and seek Allah Ta'ala's protection from the evil of the nafs. So where we stand? And now with that, if we don't make an effort to curb this nafs, then where will it remain? And what will it do to a person? That is the point to take. That this is something to work on. This is something to make an effort on. The effort to make, to bring this nafs under control. Peaceful in whatever gaps there are. Whatever little space we can make, inshallah, it will help. Create some space in the back. Please come forward a little bit. Little bit movement, inshallah, it will create some space in the back. Everybody can move in a little bit forward also. Please come a little bit more forward. Wherever you find a gap in front of us, let's come forward, inshallah. So, this nafs, to bring this nafs under control, to curb this nafs, this is an extremely important effort that we have to make. Because if this nafs is not controlled, not curbed, not brought under control, it will create chaos in a person's life. It will create havoc. This nafs will take him from one problem to another, will get him involved in every vice and sin, will make him blurt out all the wrong things, which he will then try to do damage control for afterwards, will make him get involved in things that will cause him untold harm in dunya and akhirat, because that is the nature of this nafs. And then it conspires with shaitan, what's left then? So this is the first level of this nafs. But then in another ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, لا أقسم بيوم القيامة ولا أقسم بالنفس اللوامة Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on the nafs lawama, That nafs which rebukes. Now how does this nafs come to the point where it starts rebuking a person? In other words, now he's getting tempted with some haram. But then the very nafs which once upon a time was inciting, now that nafs starts rebuking. That what's your problem? Can't you think? What are you up to? Have you forgotten Allah is watching? And don't you realize what the consequences of this would be? That nafs is beginning to now restrain him, rebuke him. How that happens? It only happens in one way. It happens when a person keeps defying the nafs. When it's at that first level and it's inciting and inciting over and over again. But he doesn't give in to it. It's inciting him to look at haram, but he defies it. And he says, whatever happens, my heart seems to be breaking. But let that heart break for Allah Ta'ala. I am not going to give in to this haram desire. If that heart breaks, it will break for Allah Ta'ala. That when what breaks that heart that breaks for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will mend with His muhabbat. Allah Ta'ala will mend the broken heart with His love. So it doesn't matter if it breaks. So He defies it. He tramples it. He does not give in to that nafs. Once, twice, ten times, fifty times. Gradually, that nafs will graduate. And it will come to the point of nafsullawama. Now that nafs which once upon a time was inciting him, that nafs will start rebuking him, will start restraining him. 
and when he starts listening to that voice within which is rebuking him and he remains steadfast he doesn't give in to the temptations he remains firm on the commands of Allah Ta'ala and over time and gradually Allah knows best when but that will then now this is itself already something Allah is praising Allah is taking a qasam on this nafsul lawama that the person has now made an effort and brought himself to this level that dozens of times hundreds of times he didn't give in he remained steadfast he broke that heart but he did not give in to the haram desires of that heart and this is the test of life this is the test when the person has remained steadfast in the light of all in the despite all this then he is the person وَأَمَّامًا خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ That the person who remembered standing in front of his Rabb one day that tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah I'm going to have to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala and give an account of my deeds so therefore I can't give in to these desires all this haram that's tempting me I can't give in to it so he restrained himself وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ The end result is فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ Jannat is his abode. But this is it. We have to just learn to bring this nafs under control. And now after this nafs has become lawama and he continues steadfast, someday this becomes يَا أَيَّتُهَا النَّفْسُ الْمُطْمَئِنَّةِ And can we imagine that person who now when the time has come for him to leave this dunya and he has now developed himself to this point that he has brought this nafs under control now he is given the glad tidings Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyya fadkhuli fi ibadi wadkhuli jannati that nafs which has become completely content with Allah whatever Allah's command is that has become the first nature of that nafs it is as if that's the desire of the nafs to do what Allah has commanded there is no more any resistance from within of any level rather there is a drive to get closer and closer to Allah Ta'ala. that is the nafsul mutma'inna but this comes from mujahada that is the mujahada to make that is a striving against this nafs that we have to learn to control it to trample that nafs now, mashallah the month of Ramadan is training us for exactly this we have it currently very easy in terms of the fast the days are relatively shorter, it's not that long and we are enjoying good weather when it is summer in many parts of the world long days, hot days so we have had probably that kind of days previously it's not far off from where we are getting also the point is that the fast teaches us that restraint learning to control ourselves and restrain ourselves person is hungry, he's thirsty the food is already in front of him, he's sitting at the dastarkhan, but the time is not up. So the time is not up, it's Allah's command, wait for the sunset, wait for that azan to start. So Allah's command, so therefore he's not stretching his hand out to anything, which is all laid out there, and which is halal, 100% halal. So that is teaching us, when the nafs is tempting to stretch that hand towards haram, don't ever do so like you restrain that hand at the time of while you were fasting don't ever stretch that hand to touch anything haram 
Because the same Allah who gave you the command to fast, same Allah commanded don't touch something haram. Don't touch haram wealth. Don't touch a haram person. Don't touch anything that is evil. Don't press haram buttons. Don't go on to haram sites and links. Don't look at haram. Don't listen to haram. Now this is the command of Allah Ta'ala. The same lesson has to be applied in all these occasions. Then that nafs will inshallah get to the point of nafsul mutmainna. So this is the month of Ramadan. This is what he's teaching us. This is what we have to learn. This is what we have to put into our lives and hearts. And live this lesson thereafter. The month of Ramadan continues in terms of its message and lesson. The fasting is for the month of Ramadan compulsory. But the lesson of Ramadan has to continue. That is the intention we have to make. That is the decision we have to make. That this, let us make this month of Ramadan such that it becomes a turning point in our lives. If that decision has not yet been made, then we yet haven't latched on to the essence of Ramadan. To make that decision, that this Ramadan must become a turning point in my life. What are the things that I was doing all this while, all the haram, the sins, all this is now history, sincere toba upon it. This is the repeated message for myself and all of us, the lesson of toba, the message of toba. This is where Allah has placed the success. وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Allah said, all of you make Tawbah. We have to make Tawbah. We have to get our families, everybody to make Tawbah. Anyone, everyone we can get to understand this message of Tawbah. Bring everybody onto sincere Tawbah. And one of the most important elements in the Tawbah as discussed repeatedly is the aspect of regret, remorse. Apart from the other conditions, this is one of the very important and fundamental elements of Toba, that that remorse and regret is there. So we make Toba and get everybody to make Toba. Allah Ta'ala says, everybody make Toba so that you become successful. That success, Falah, is the most comprehensive success. It includes the success of dunya and the everlasting success of akhirat as well. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we become forever conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Not only in the masjid, not only in the month of Ramadan, anywhere and everywhere, at all times, we remain conscious of Allah Ta'ala and we conduct our lives in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with us. Ya Rabbi, salli wa sallim daima abada 
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل لا اله الا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جائے ایک میدان ہوں تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آبو گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفسوں شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائے کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیا 
تو بھی مگر غفتار ہے یار اب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلاله عم نوانه اللہ 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 
Allah, 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 محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا لا منتهى له دون مشيتك ولك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم لك الحمد كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى اللهم لك الحمد ملء السماوات وملء الأرض وملء ما بينهما وملء ما شئت من شيء بعد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا حنان يا منان يا حنان يا منان يا حنان يا منان برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله أصلح لنا شأننا كله 
أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تنزع منا صالح ما أعطيتنا ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين واجعلنا من الراشدين واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق واعمالنا من الرياء والسنتنا من الكذب واعيننا من الخيانه فانك تعلم خائنه الاعين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving allah اله العالمين يا الله هل هي دي يور فيفر يا الله يور باونتي يا الله only your grace ya allah only your mercy ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah you granted us the month of ramadan ya allah you allowed us to come into your house ya allah ya allah you blessed us with this 25th night 23rd night of ramadan ya allah ya allah you allowed us to raise our hands to you ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah ya allah we are begging you now for your forgiveness ya allah 
الاخلاص ان عافيت يا الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله يو جراند اس التوفيق اوف يا الله ليفينج ذا مبارك سنه اوف النبي الكريم صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله ريموف ذا لوف اوف ذا ويز اوف ذا يهود والنصارى يا الله ريموف ذا لوف اوف ذا ويز اوف ذا انيميز اوف النبي الكريم صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين ميك اور ظاهر ان ابييرنس اكوردنج تو النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ميك اور باطن ان اور هارت لايك النبي الكريم صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله انيبل اس تو بيرفورم اور فايف تايم صلاه والجماعه يا الله جراند اس خشوع الخضوع والصلاه يا الله put the importance of salah in our lives ya allah ilahu alamin make us make the priority of our life salah ya allah everything should ya allah revolve around our salah ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah grant us the tawfiq of reciting the quran sharif daily ya allah ilahu alamin keep us forever in your remembrance ya allah ya allah make our life around zikr ya allah make every breath with zikr ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah allah you save us from everything you are displeased with ya allah save us from all the haram and vice ya allah save us from the sins of the eyes ya allah the sins of the ears and tongue ya allah the sins of the hands and feet ya allah ya allah cleanse our hearts out of all the sin ya allah remove the pride ya allah remove the malice and jealousy ya allah remove the ego ya allah remove the love of dunya ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you grant us the hidayah ya allah ya allah to do all that which you are pleased with ya allah ilahul alamin all those who are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustabirra daima ya allah you remove every trace of the real ya allah ilahul alamin cure us of all our spiritual ailments ya allah cure us from our physical ailments ya allah ilahul alamin all those with any kind of difficulty and hardship ya allah remove it with afiyat ya allah ya allah those with financial problems remove it with afiyat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah our greatest need ya allah ya allah our greatest need is to become yours ya allah ya allah make us yours ya allah ya allah you become ours ya allah koi tujhse kuch koi kuch mangta hai ilahi main tujhse talabgar tera الہی میں تجھ سے طلبگار تیرا الہی میں تجھ سے طلبگار تیرا اللہ ہوا اسکن یو فو یو یا اللہ اللہ ہوا بیگنگ یو فو یو یا اللہ اللہ یو بیکم اوز یا اللہ اللہ یو بیکم اوز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ فور ٹو لانگ وی ہیو میڈ فرینڈز وت شیطان یا اللہ اللہ یو گرانٹڈ اس ایوری تھنگ یا اللہ یو شاؤڈ کاؤنٹ لیس باؤنٹیز ایوری مومنٹ اپون اس یا اللہ اللہ یو بلیسڈ اس وت اور آئز یا اللہ اللہ یو بلیسڈ اس وت اور تنگ یا اللہ یو بلیسڈ اس وت اور ہینڈز اینڈ فیٹ یا اللہ اور ہارٹ یو گرانٹڈ اس یا اللہ اللہ ایوری تھنگ از یور گفٹ یا اللہ ya allah yet we became friends with shaitan ya allah we obey shaitan and divine defied you ya allah ya allah forgive this major crime of ours ya allah ya allah make us ya allah realize shaitan is our enemy ya allah ya allah let us treat him as our enemy ya allah ilahul alamin you make us your friends ya allah let us become your friends ya allah ilahul alamin make us yours and become ours ya allah ilahul alamin all those who have passed away make their complete maghfirat ya allah fill their qabrs with noor ya allah raise their stages in the akhirah ya allah allah that is coming also ya allah we have no idea when malakul maut will suddenly appear ya allah ilahul alamin at that critical moment ya allah you protect us and save us ya allah you keep us steadfast on iman ya allah you take us on perfect iman ya allah raise us on the day of qiyamah to perfect iman ya allah make our qabrs gardens of jannah for us ya allah grant us the shafaat of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin give us a 
the place under the shade of your arsh ya allah ilahul alamin grant us the water of kawsar from the mubarak hand of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya allah ilahul alamin we acknowledge we are not deserving of anything ya allah but you are most kareem ya allah you grant those who are not deserving ya allah we are those undeserving ones ya allah who have full hope in your mercy ya allah allah show your mercy upon us ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah this mubarak month of ramadan so much has left us already ya allah forgive whatever we didn't use correctly ya allah ilahul alamin enable us to use the rest of this month in a proper manner ya allah allah bless us with the wealth of taqwa ya allah bless us with the wealth of taqwa ya allah bless us with the wealth of taqwa ya allah allah forgive us ya allah free us from the fire of jahannam ya allah allahumma a'tiq riqabana min an-nar allahumma a'tiq riqabana min an-nar allahumma a'tiq riqabana min an-nar ilahul alamin ya allah allah all those who have raised their hands to this dua all who have asked us to make dua for them ilahul alamin you grant each one's joys needs ya allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah remove each one's worry sorrow grief and anxieties ya allah ilahul alamin fulfill each one's heart with itminan and sukoon ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah unite the hearts of the ummah ya allah unite the hearts of spouses ya allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya allah unite the hearts of families ya allah unite the hearts of communities ya allah unite the hearts of the ummah of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah unite one and all upon haq ya allah upon that path which you are pleased with ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you grant us the tawfiq ya allah ilahul alamin of ya allah adopting taqwa in our lives ya allah and living after ramadan as well with taqwa ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah enable us to perform all the right righteous deeds ya allah save us from all the sins and vices ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah Ya Allah, whatever we've asked for, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, grant it to us. Ya Allah, what we should have been asking for on such a Mubarak time, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, grant it without even having asked, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and all your pious servants asked for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever they sought refuge from, Ya Allah, grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balag wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliy al-azim rabbana taqabbal minna taqabbal minna تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين